The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, what an absolutely fantastic and dominant win for Barcelona over Real Madrid. You know, nobody ever would have expected this. At least not today. Not today. For Barcelona to beat Real Madrid on the road at Bernabeu 4-0. Absolutely embarrassed them that way. Real Madrid just looked completely disorganized, disoriented. Just didn't know what the hell was going on. And Barcelona just dominating them left and right. In every single category possibly to the sport of soccer. And Barcelona has just been in on an absolutely terrific tear lately. You know, maybe it is officially safe to assume that Barcelona is officially back. Because Barcelona has not lost a La Liga game since December 4th of last year. As a matter of fact, they have not lost a game, period, since January 20th. Okay? And understanding, you know, their, their, their final loss was a Copa del Rey round of 16 match. You know, since then, it's just been absolutely, you know, it, there's been some draws. But the bottom line is, Barcelona has not lost. And their last La Liga loss was December of, la- December of last year. And then looking at the standings right now, <clears throat> Barcelona find themselves in the top four. They find themselves 12 points uh, behind Real Madrid, who remains on, who remains on, on top in first place. But, you know, Real Madrid, you know, this loss you know, to Barcelona and Real Madrid, you know, kind of being a little bit sloppy lately after they pulled off that win against uh, Real Madrid. You know, Barce- Barcelona, you know, could possibly make a comeback. So it's it's not over by any means. Not any means what's unnecessary. And I, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, Javi, the manager, has just done an absolutely fantastic job turning the team around. I mean, at first it was there were struggles. You know, Javi and the Barcelona were still struggling, but we all knew that it wasn't gonna happen just in the snap of a finger. That it, it would take some time. 
and Javi has just done an, an absolutely fantastic job. And as far as that goes, you know, honestly, it's quite fitting for Javi, you know, a, a legendary player for the club, you know, now coming in as a manager to turn the turn the team around and help them, you know, get back to its top winning form. So, and you know how ironic it is that back in 2010, when Javi scored in the famous five nothing win over Real Madrid. And then 12 years later, he manages Barcelona to a 4 nothing win, you know. And in, Bar in Barcelona's case, you know, they lost the, the first meeting of, of the El Clasico. And not only that, but, you know, they suffered a loss to Real Madrid also in, in, a, in one of those uh, Spanish tournaments. I actually forgot the name, but uh, I actually, I actually have it here. When they lost uh, to uh, Real Madrid in the Supercopa de España semifinal. So, you know, the score was 2 nothing and... Barcelona did not want to let it to be three to zero, so, so Barcelona needed a little bit of revenge against Los Blancos, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, Barcelona still has a long ways to go, but they're in the top four at least, so that they can, that's a, a slight sigh of relief. So, and actually, I should be careful. Like Real Madrid was actually was not actually has not been exactly too sloppy. They did have that three nothing win on the road against Mallorca, actually just a. A few days ago on the, on the 14th, but, you know, we learned, uh, I think about yesterday that Kareem Benzema would actually miss the El Clasico because he picked up a calf injury, so, you know, and I thought to myself, well, that's that's certainly a, a huge loss, but honestly, with, with, with the way uh, the game went, I mean, saying that Real Madrid lost because Kareem Benzema, Benzema wasn't there is honestly kind of a pathetic excuse, although I should mention that that Real Madrid failed to score in three of their last ten matches in all competitions. But what's interesting is that Benzema was not in any of those matches. So how ironic it is that in the last ten matches, Real Madrid has failed to score in three of them. And in those three games, Kareem Benzema did not take part in that match. It's definitely a bit of a coincidence, but still. I mean, saying that Real Madrid losing like that because Kareem Benzema is not there... That's just honestly, that's just, that's a lame excuse considering how much talent Real Madrid has. And looking at the lineup, you know, Real Madrid, Real Madrid had more than enough to actually get the job done. You know, you know, having Vinicius Jr. You know, uh, up there, but you know, the, ta the tactic that Carlo Ancelotti used for Real Madrid was pretty interesting. You know, four, four by two by four, you know, like that, and then. Having Thibaut Courtois, having four defenders, two midfielders, and four strikers, was pretty um was pretty interesting. Had Rodrigo on one side, and then Vinicius Junior on the other side. Having the two young strikers side by side, and then you had Federico Valverde and Luka Modric in the middle. So it kind of seemed like a four midfielder set without any forwards or strikers, based on how this uh, formation is looked by me, and. Barcelona, their front three attack, you know, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, the former Arsenal gunner, you know, taking the charge, you know, and then alongside with him, on the side, he had Ferran Torres and Usman Dembele, you know, come back in, and Usman Dembele, boy, did he have a good game, and so did Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Ferran Torres, I mean, the, the Barcelona's front three was absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible, I must admit, I mean, like I said... The fact that Javi Hernandez changed Barcelona in a span of about 140 games, you know, it's not just the it's not just the results on the on the on the pitch. I mean, it's like the atmosphere on the club, 
the tactics, the players, you know, getting on the same page. I mean, Barcelona has a leader that they can count on. I mean, they have strong leadership, and that's truly what has helped Barcelona big time. Javi has taken the role of not only as, you know, the manager, but he has worked on the leadership. He's got the trust and the respect of his players. He's using the proper tactics. You know, they're working, they're, they're working on, on the problems that they need to be working on. I mean, I'm telling you, Javi has really been doing a fantastic job as the manager of Barcelona. And even though it's probably, I mean, I don't know if I want to say it yet, but a lot of people are saying are saying that Barcelona is officially back, but... We'll have to wait and see because the season's not the season's not over yet, and I'm sure that Barcelona can actually keep keep uh, the streak alive, and uh, you know they can actually pull off the biggest miracle, and they can probably maybe take La Liga away from Real Madrid. Anything could happen at this point. So, man, man, oh man, and it was a uh, good to see a uh, you know how um, you know just recently Gerard Piquet. Played his 600th game against the Real Madrid. That was actually about a week ago, and you know, seeing uh, Usman Dembele, you know, from what I understand, you know, things have been going well. I you know, just when we thought that he was he was to be finished, so you know, and and what's really important about this game, really, the result of this game is that Barcelona ended Real Madrid's five-game winning streak in the El Clasico thriller. So, and Barcelona en- ended it in. In a very good way, so I mean, I guess Barcelona was trying to send a message to Real Madrid that we are back. So, but we'll have to wait and see because you know, as far as this season goes, Real Madrid has a two to one score when it comes to playing Barcelona. So, but with a four with a four nothing uh, loss at home to Barcelona, I mean that's uh, completely unacceptable for uh, Real Madrid. But it's just hard to understand exactly what happened to them. But the bottom line is. That they just they did not play in a convincing fashion, and and they were met, and they they had to pay for it. You know, it's that simple. And I gotta be honest with you, speaking of uh, of this whole uh, El Clasico, since joining Real Madrid back in 2019, Eden Hazard has not even played a single minute of the past five El Clasico games against Barcelona, and I'd imagine that as of today, you can make that six. And speaking of Eden Hazard, I mean, I think by now it's way more safe to say that Eden Hazard may be the worst signing in Real Madrid history. I mean, he is. I mean, have we even seen? Has Eden Hazard even made even a slight impact with Real Madrid? I mean, not that I can recall. You know, all the in, all the injuries and everything. I mean, that's been the main problem. You know, but he arrives at Real Madrid. He he's, he gets hurt and then continues to get hurt and then can't you know make an impact and lately we we have heard absolutely nothing but Ian Hazard. I mean absolutely nothing honestly. So that that's why at this point I'm fully convinced that Ian Hazard is the worst signing in Real Madrid history. I mean if anybody listening can actually name a worse signing, I tell you what if anybody can name at least five. I will actually invite you to my show, and we will do an episode on five of the worst Real Madrid signings, and you will receive full credit for this ep- for the for the idea of this episode. Believe me, I will give you all the credit that you deserve. You can mark my words. So, so if if you follow me on Twitter, my t- Twitter handle is at Bearman of Texas. Just T X. No need to spell out. If you have if, if there was a worse signing than Ian Hazard, you can name it. And if you can name five of the worst Real Madrid signings in history. 
I will gladly bring you on the sh- bring you on the show, and we will do an episode together. So anyway, back to this. Oh, man, you know, looking at, at the results from this game again, you know, as far as the stats go, seeing Usman Dembele providing two assists to the goals, you know, in my honest opinion, that that's absolutely remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Although, although you know, uh, even though the French national team has two upcoming friendlies coming up, I, I'm not sure if Usman Dembele was actually called up to the French national team. You know, I'm actually gonna double check that on, uh, double check on that right now. Nope, he has not been called up to the French national team. That's certainly a, a shame, but really, I, I think it's because you know, France is, France only has two exhibition games coming up, so. You know, and Usman Dembele, who's who's gonna be who's twenty four years old, will be twenty five by the time the world the World Cup arrives. You know, Usman Dembele has not been part of the, of the French national team since Euro twenty twenty, and we all saw how disastrous that was. So, so yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, the recent call-ups to the, to the French national team is just for the upcoming two friendly exhibition games because France has an exhibition match against South Africa. And the Ivory Coast, so I'm not sure exactly when the French, when the squad for the World Cup will officially be announced. But uh, well, I'm certainly we're actually gonna find out really soon. And if Usman Dembele can stay healthy and continue to play well, then, then there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that Usman Dembele will land on the, on the French national team squad again. So, but seeing him, but still, but seeing him provide two assists is just. Oh, absolutely incredible! You know, you know, and seeing you know, Pierre Aubameyang, you know, scored two goals of providing an assist of his own, and Ferran Torres scored one goal and provided an assist of his own. You know, that's what I'm talking about as far as the team chemistry, the players being on the same page. You know, under the leadership of Javi. You know, that's what I'm talking about right there. All the the proof is right there in our face. So, like I said, I mean, Barcelona is looking is starting to look like their old selves again, although they're not quite there yet. But they are making tremendous progress. And as far as Real Madrid goes, you know, again, blaming this on the fact that Benzema wasn't wasn't there is completely ridiculous. You know, looking at, at the talent, you know, Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. could have made an impact. You know, but, you know, the, the midfield, you know, was in poor shape. You know, Tony Cruz was replaced at halftime by Eduardo Camavinga. And Eduardo Camavinga... You know, apparently, uh, I'd imagine also had a bad day in the office, but you know, as far as Real Madrid goes, the Real Madrid had a bad day, and unfortunately, you know, it, it was an it was an embarrassing day. It was more than a, it was more than a simple bad day in the office. It was just a horrible day, and you have to come across those every now and then. But what Real Madrid has to do is just you know get over it, learn from it, and then move on to the next game. That's it. I mean. Next in a couple of weeks on April second, actually, they'll actually play their next La Liga game, and then just a few days later they'll play their first leg against Chelsea in, in the Champions League quarterfinals. So, and hopefully by then Kareem Benzema is healthy and ready to go. You know, if uh, if Kareem Benzema is declared fit to play right before April second, when 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 Real Madrid plays Celta Vigo on the road. I think it would be wiser to have Kareem Benzema come in as a substitute because the last thing the last thing you want to do is, is uh, in Kareem Benzema's case is for him to to aggravate the injury, especially before the Champions League. So, 
So I, I would probably have him come in as a substitute and then, you know, have him start against Chelsea. So, because Real Madrid's going to need Benzema against Chelsea because, you know, Real Madrid is hell-bent on getting revenge after the semifinals from last year in the Champions League. So, so Real, Real, Madrid's, Real Madrid needs to, uh, needs to recover and they got to keep winning if they're to win the La Liga title and if they're to pull off a miracle and win the, the Champions League. So, but as far as I'm concerned, according to the schedule in Real Madrid's case, you know, the only the only serious competition that they have left in uh, in the Liga play would be Atletico Madrid and Sevilla. You know, and Sevilla is actually uh, I believe in I believe in second place right now in the La Liga standings. I'm actually gonna go and double check that right now. If my computer would be kind enough to let me. Hmm. Okay, I don't know why. Okay, here we go. Well, Sevilla is actually nine points is nine points in second place, and they're three points ahead of Barcelona. So, so it'll be interesting. I mean, if Real Madrid can keep winning, then the first place will 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 still be in their possession, and then the the La Liga title goes to them. But as far as I'm concerned, I mean, they still got to deal with a lot of with a lot of it. So, so Real Madrid needs to go on a winning streak in La Liga play at all costs, and they're gonna have to be ready for Chelsea for anything. So. Cause I know I'm looking at the stats from the game against uh, against uh, Barcelona. I mean, I mean, like I said, they got dominated big time. You know, they had four shots on target, but you know, couldn't get the ball in. And you know, Barcelona scoring four goals. You know, had ten shots on target. You know, five shots were blocked in for Real Madrid. And you know, the fact that Barcelona had four missed chances already. I mean, you know, that that just proves that you know somehow Barcelona, you know, the damage could have been worse. And According to this, Real Madrid had no big chances at all. At least, you know, at least nothing that Goal.com picked up. So, so the uh, looking at that, you know, you know, Real Madrid had ten clearances, 14, 14 interceptions. I mean, in, in a total of six saves. So, so Real Madrid tried to salvage anything they could, but you know, the fact that they couldn't put the ball in the back of the net and get goals of their own is, you know, it really is really what hurt them. And having the defense overwhelmed, you know. That's brutal for them. So, so Real Madrid's gonna have to recover from this, and they're gonna have to start winning La Liga games, and they're gonna have to start training really hard and preparing for their match against Chelsea. Because losing in the quarterfinals to Chelsea for Real Madrid, you know, after eliminating the heavy favorites Paris Saint Germain, well, that would be completely humiliating. So, so Real Madrid's gonna have to regroup, and Carlo Ancelotti is gonna have to consider making changes to the midfield. You know, if Eduardo Camavinga is the answer if, if starting him more often seems to have out the team then Carlo Ancelotti has to take it under serious consideration now I understand that when it comes to Eduardo Camavinga I'm probably a little bit I'm a bit biased because I'm, I'm French American but we've seen Eduardo Camavinga make a difference we saw how Eduardo Camavinga made that difference against Paris Saint-Germain right after he came in Real Madrid turned things around and Benzema went on to have a hat trick okay and that was in a Champions League game so now Eduardo Camavinga did come in replacing Tony Cruz against Barcelona, but you know unfortunately, like I said, today just wasn't their day. So, but Barcelona's gonna, excuse me, but Real Madrid's gonna have to figure figure out what the issues are and and regroup because you know they they can't they can't allow themselves to collapse you know this late in the season when when they've got a lot of momentum going. So so Benzema needs to heal up and. But they can't rush him back. They got to make sure that he's ready to go before they put him back into the pitch. So, 
So Real Madrid's gonna have to just you know regroup, you know understand what what went wrong and and be sure not to let it happen again. And as far as Barcelona goes, they're gonna have to you know of course you know practice hard to improve because you know there's always room for improvement. So as far as I'm concerned, the two the, the two heavyweights of La Liga, Spain's top uh, big top clubs, uh, you know the future might be bright for both of them after all, especially for Barcelona considering all the drama they're going through, the bankruptcy and everything. You know, the fact that they're winning games and things are, are starting to come around, then Barcelona can finally find a way out of this jam. So, and, it, and uh, honestly, it would be good because I did say this a while back that whether, even though I grew, I grew up loving Real Madrid, you know, I didn't like seeing Barcelona a lot like that. So, I didn't, I didn't like seeing Barcelona be in total disarray because it, it affects the history, it affects the reputation of El Clasico as well as Spanish soccer, so... Yeah, I, I don't want to see Barcelona be in such a low form like this. You know, I always want to see Barcelona on the top form to keep the competition alive and you know to keep the to keep the games interesting. So, but Barcelona certainly made the Clasico interesting again after they thrashed Real Madrid four to zero. You know, in Madrid. So, <laughs> I guess things are definitely getting interesting again. Ladies and gentlemen. Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.